Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and Mon. And by the time you hear this, my arm will be fully punctured. Oh, sounds like fun. Can I do that? <laughs> no. Can I punch <laughs> <Okay>, your arm? <laughs> was a terrible pun, Lyle. Ah, <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> that was an awesome pun. What are you talking about? The best no, pun ever. Pun of the day right there. Uh-huh. This is a delayed broadcast. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, this morning when we did the live show, uh, Lyle asked me what I was grateful for. And I, and I admitted that I'm trying to reverse psychology myself. Um, by telling myself that I'm grateful for the fact that I have to go to the doctor after the show today and uh, and get my, the rest of my shots for my Africa mission trip, and um, I'm trying to psych myself up to it. And I and, and I offered I offered I offered to help out. I'm like <laughs> I, I can make this easy for you. You have a bruise on one arm from having injections. I'll punch you on the other. That way you'll feel even. I mean, it's such a, such a dad solution. Fix. That was Problem my dad's solved. solution to any pain. Like if my finger hurt, my dad would be like, I'll stomp on your foot and then your foot will hurt more than your finger and you won't even feel your finger anymore. Like Such a dad distraction fix. Anyway. It I, works. I, I guess I am grateful because, you know, I don't want to turn up to Africa without my injections and get yeah. yellow fever and dengue and malaria and whatever else. And rabies and what's that other big one? Ebola. Yeah. yeah, I think some of these are ones that you've mentioned that there is actually no immunization for. Yeah, do, do, don't you careful. think they kind of sound like a dance, like doing the Zika dance or dancing a bit of Ebola? The, well, the Ebola Zika jive. one does come from like Brazil, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but it was listed. It was listed um, when I looked up um, the government warnings. Uh, it was listed as one of the possible yeah. contaminants. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, all this is uh, this is not coming up in the rest of the show today. Yeah, yeah. But what is coming up in the rest of the show today is a story about e-cigarettes. Yes, I got a bit ranty on that one. Mon, goes, also, Mon goes off on the biggest rant ever. So <laughs> this is a controversial subject because some people are very pro-e-cigarettes, some people are very anti-e-cigarettes. Find out which side Mon's going to take and take it hard. <laughs> and speaking of biggest ever, our good news, I made the hugest claim is that the best news we've ever delivered on Faith FM in the history of our show. So two huge stories coming up. And Mon may actually be true. Yeah. And he hey. Might, might actually be right on this one. What are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful I'm here. That's big, right. Me big, too. big, 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 big day the other day for me. Yeah, yesterday. I drove all the way from Preached Melbourne. Preached a sermon in Melbourne and then drove all, all the way back to the Lower Hunter where I live. Just like 10, 12 hours drive. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then had a couple of hours sleep and turned up and I'm here with you. <laughs> No one was a good man And the Lord unto him came 
to the Downey fam- Downing family with the Master's Hand here on Faith FM. And as we kick off this Monday, the 14th of January, what is our first clue for the quiz there, Mon? Yes, it's time for our breakfast Bible quiz. You're chomping down those wheat bicks, those cornflakes, that slice of toast with Vegemite. Sorry, Varmite. Marmite's better than Vegemite. We all know that. Uh, it is time to kick our brains into gear as well as our mouths. Today's quiz is a Who Am I quiz. And the first clue is this. I went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. That's a really obvious first clue. Do you know who it is? Mm-hmm. Write it down if you think you know who it is. Um, just, yep. no. <laughs> he doesn't really know who it is. That's such a lie. No, no, I know exactly who it is. This is why brain is still asleep nah. from yesterday's long trip. No, nah, I'm pretty sure that means you don't know who it is, Lyle. If you can't write it down, you don't know. <laughs> if you know who it is, give us a call. Our number, of course, is 1-800-FAITH-FM. He's just written down a scribble. And he's just written down the wrong name. Lyle doesn't know who it is. Yeah. Call us quick because if you can tell me before Lyle does, I will give you two prizes. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Today is the day to take advantage of brain uh, brain fuzz that Lyle is experiencing. <laughs> very fuzzy this morning. <laughs> and like snap up fuzzy. two prizes. So give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Well, the texting number is 0491-064-669. Tell me who that was. 
Okay, so Mon, what's in your positively different news that you have this morning? Okay, so Lyle, this, this might actually be... Sorry, that was Did my you? phone. Oh. D- yeah, I was like, worry. what was that? Yeah, what, it's what is the, your phone doing? It's a, it's a new... Um, so you know on Instagram how you can upload Insta stories? Mm-hmm. And they're only like 15 seconds long. So if they now have a new function where you can just hold it down and it'll go for longer than 15 seconds. It'll do it in 15 second increments, but it keeps recording nonstop. But the difference is when you go to upload it, it merely starts to play on you until you've pressed done. <laughs> so, <laughs> and because I multitask and try and upload videos while we're on air, it's become a problem. There you go. <laughs> As Lawson and Marta discovered. Is, isn't this like a thing where you can just turn the volume down? <laughs> no, it, 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 you can't. I mean, you can turn it down, and that was a bit loud, but um, you can't even switch it off. Anyway, anyway. We had like yeah. double mon there for a second. You had double mon. I mean, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that's something <laughs> that's to be grateful for, quite frankly. <laughs> The more mon, no, the better. No, no, the no, more, no. come on, it is Monday today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now who's got the dad jokes? <laughs> okay, I'm glad okay. your brain's in gear this morning, Mon, because Dude, mine's just completely fuzzed. I worked out at the gym for an hour before I got here, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty you, on fire. You are, I'm you lit. are, you are on fire. I'm this on fleek, as the millennials say. I'm not even sure what that means, but let me tell you, Lyle, I kid you not. There is this old saying that when I was a little kid, my dad told me that you should never use a word that you do not know the meaning of. <laughs> Of because there was I'm once or twice when I did use words <laughs> that I did not know the meaning of, and I'm my dad was most surprised to hear those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> Should we get your dad on air to talk about those words? I'm pretty sure on fleek is kosher. I'm pretty sure it's a positive thing, and this is positively different, Rayo. So you know, it was a positively different word. All right, we just won't go there well, until we find out. I got to tell you, yes. I'm about to share with you. What I think, what I'm pretty sure is the best good news, the goodest good news that I have shared on Faith FM since we started. Oh, really? This that's is, a big claim. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm making it that boldly a, that's a, that and I'm not taking very it back. Big claim. Yeah, not taking it back. It's a big claim and I yeah. stand by it. Mona's. Get this. You ready? Drum roll, please. Can okay. you give me a drum roll? No, drum roll. Global suicide rate has declined by 29% with millions of tragedies avoided since 2000. Silverside. Suicide. Oh, suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if Silverside was also on the decline because that? that's a disgusting meat. Sil- Silverside is a slice of meat. It's a cut of meat. Oh, okay. Like a processed meat. But suicide is also in decline and I, I really hope they're both on decline. But yeah, this is, this is incredible. By how much? There are some factors as to why. And this came out in one of my favorite magazines, The Economist. Um, It is really left or right. I can't remember. But anyway, it came out in a recent issue of The Economist. And I've been dying to read this study because I saw it advertised everywhere. And I was like, what? How is that happening? Um, But it's a new report. It says that fewer and fewer people are actually, um, you know, killing themselves. And this is why. So, for starters, rates of alcohol abuse um, and suicide. Um, this is global, by the way. Mm-hmm, so, think mm-hmm. of it as a global problem. Yep. Uh, rates of alcohol and, and abuse and suicide among middle-aged Russian men have made a notable decline uh, since the fall of the Soviet Union. So, big things like that affect it. Uh, Great Britain, as well as many other European countries, have seen a reduction in suicide um, after rates peaked in 1934 during the Great Depression. So, you can imagine like the Great Depression was a huge incline. Mm-hmm. So, you can imagine now for the last um, you know 100 years, we've been coming out of that. Uh, suicide rates in Japan, this is interesting, Japan, India, and South Korea have all receded since the 1990s, with Chinese women experiencing a stunning drop of 90%. And do you know why? Why? Because their culture is moving away from arranged marriages. Isn't oh, wow. that incredible? 
Isn't that, that is in- so interesting. Ninety percent in Chinese women like have like that is just the if that's not the best news you've heard like in a year. I don't know what would be ninety percent decline in suicide rates that in is, Chinese women. That that says that okay, so that says a lot about that, arranged marriages. It does, doesn't it? Because I've often does. wondered about arranged marriages. You see these arranged marriages, and, uh, and and you see you know some of them that work really really well. Yeah, and you think, okay, mm-hmm. how does that happen? And then you, you you see very low divorce rates amongst. But uh, that's the thing, right? Because I think when they're when they're that sort of an archaic culture where they do arranged marriage. They're also it goes with the culture where you're stuck there. Yeah, whether you don't divorce. You don't have a choice. Yeah, and so the only way out is like they see suicide. So that's since they've moved away from that sort of archaicness, they're also embracing being alive. Mm. Uh, so even though older people tend to show higher rates of suicide um, compared to their younger counterparts, uh, older demog- demographic groups are also showing a promising decline, which is amazing. There is one exception to uh, the worldwide decline, and that is the United States, um, where rates have ridden, risen steadily since 2000, which is really sad. Um, but yeah, most of these declines are yeah, the most developed country in the world. Yes, the, the country really with speaks loudly, apparently the most uh, mm-hmm. the most reasons to live. Everything at your fingertips, convenience for days, and everyone's topping themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently most of these declines are in thanks to things like ur- urbanization, as I mentioned, fewer arranged marriages and more legislation that limits means of self-abuse. Isn't that something to ponder about? Limiting alcohol, any kind of drug, there's more legislation nowadays yes. to um, to prevent yes. those kind of ac- access to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's working. It's absolutely working. So... If you think about it, uh, twenty nine decline is equal to. So that that sort of raises my, 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 my in my mind this whole issue of pill testing that's all over the news at the moment. Yeah, is you know if you, if you, if you can take your pills and get them tested, like oh this one's toxic and this one's not, um, then you've got to sort of really ask yourself the question. You know, is this just enabling drug dealers and enabling addictions and therefore thereby enabling um, suicide? Shouldn't we, but rather than rather than pill testing, just be locking people up? Good question. If you have an opinion about that one, give us a call. And, and, and I'm not saying that I am across this topic mm-hmm. by any stretch of mm-hmm. the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, so please feel free to call in. 1-800-324-843 is the number uh, because I, uh, you know, I've, I'll be the first to, to say there are things that I have to learn on this subject, but I'm just sort of thinking anything that enables or makes it easier for drug use is a downward step. Yeah, yeah it's a backward, backward step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I just want to point out that with this decline, um, if on with suicide, I want you to uh, to, to do the math. Basically, that, that still it, sounded like suicide. Sorry, I'm really bad. I've, since I was a kid, I I, I mispronounced it. But anyway, so this this decline is equal to the survival of roughly about 2.8 million people just over the last two decades. There's 2.8 million people. That have survived and have stayed alive. That's no, that's nothing small. That's amazing. Like we've got like a minute and a half left, and I want to share one other really beautiful story. Um, so this is coming from the world of business uh, over in the states in New Jersey. Um, so obviously, some businesses you know, might be quite tempted to take advantage if a rival store has some hardship and scoop up some extra customers. But this was the most just beautiful story between two hair salons uh, on Christmas Eve. There was a fire that broke out in uh, the Allendale Hair Studios in uh, in New Jersey, 
and they had a team of 15 stylists, which are now left high and dry. And uh, and the salon's owner, a lady named Doree Motillo, she didn't know what to do. So she actually called up the hair salon that's just across the street and down the road. And she said, you know, she explained what happened. Um, his name is Charles Gilbride. He's a co-owner of a different, uh, basically their the, the business rival. And she explained, you know, about the fire, about how her salon is now, you know, in shambles. And she has 15 stylists that are out of work. And he just immediately said, you know what? You and your team are coming over to my hair salon and the two businesses will work side by side out of the one hair salon. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? That's just unheard of. You'd think most hairdressers would be like, yes, the other one burnt down. Time to, you know, steal all their customers. And here they are just opening up their doors, sharing their space. Real estate is everything in business. Oh, if if today is not an epic good news day. I've a friend who did this one time. Very similar. Oh, well, it's a good news day. Give us a call if you have some good news to share. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Mine, Ebenezer 
Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mount I fixed upon it Mount of thy unchanging love Welcome back guys, that was uh, Sufian Stevens Sufian Yeah with Come Thou Found of Every Blessing. <laughs> You've never heard of him, have you? No, I've never heard of anyone when it comes to music. It's like, I know nothing about music. Yeah, I didn't realise that's what John Stephen was doing Christian stuff. I really liked it. Hmm, there you go. Okay, Mon, what's a, uh, another clue for our, or has our clue? Has our quiz been snapped up already? Uh, yes, it has, Lyle. You've been yeah, shafted. Yeah, Someone the, got it before you did. The, uh, <laughs> I love the, it when this happens. The ever-famous Zainab called through, I do believe. Yes, one of our diligent Bible students who calls in about once a month. Good on Zainab. She has absolutely best to do this morning, Lyle. This is one, do you know what? This is one of my favouritest things to happen on the breakfast show <laughs> when someone gets it before you do. It, like, it just puts you on a high for the rest of the day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you started this day on a high. <laughs> yeah. I've started this day half asleep. <laughs> Okay, so it was a Who Am I quiz. Saying I've got to correct. Uh, she, of, one, of one clue, I went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And of course, the answer was Mary Magdalene. You thought it was Peter, but it was Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Lyle, okay. well, Lyle's just, you yeah. can just see spitting yeah. chips right now. <laughs> just look on his face. It's a very sad morning. Anyway, that's all right. Okay. What is your opinion, Mon, mm. of e-cigarettes? Oh, No. Should they be legal? Should we um, ban them? Look, I just want to counter whatever I'm about to say is that I don't really know anything about e-cigarettes except I think they're pretty much banned on flights. Um, so, so I don't really know much, too much about them. They're banned anywhere that a normal cigarette is banned. But I do think that any form of smoking anything uh, is not good for your health. If it's e-cigarettes, um, but, uh, vaporizing, uh, but, okay, okay, blah, blah, but, but, whatever but, it is. But isn't that a better option than smoking? Like real cigarettes? But it's like... Uh, it's the same with like mushrooms. Like one poison is worse <laughs> than another. Like just mushrooms is not the same as mushrooms. <laughs> yes, it is. Some mushrooms are more toxic than others. It's like just avoid them all. Like right. <laughs> but but it's the same as any kind of a drug, really. Like what's why why say one's better than another because it's less harmful. Like, just some avoid p- them some all. people say that it's ninety five percent better than smoking a real cigarette. And if you've got somebody who has struggled and struggled and struggled their entire life to try and get off real cigarettes and just can't do it, aren't they better off on an e-cigarette? Uh, there's no such thing as not being able to quit smoking a while. There's no such thing as can't do that. That's a, that's a provenly over and over again that it is totally possible to quit cigarettes. And that's one thing they do need to face. I do, like, I... I know because like, I've transitioned in my own diet from one food to another and I've used like a transition food in the middle and I think it has a place. Like sometimes it's too hard to go cold turkey, but so- science does prove that when you're quitting smoking, the best way to do it is to go cold turkey. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an interesting discussion to have and it's one that you know is being having ha- had around the world right now. You know, places like Scotland, New Zealand and so forth are, of course, legalizing uh, e-cigarettes in the hope that it will reduce the use of nicotine. Oh, do within you kind their communities, of, and these are and these are these are countries with very very high rates of smoking. 
Um, Australia, of course, continues to make uh, liquid nicotine illegal across all states, uh, buying of it, possession of it, selling of it, um, etc. Um, although people do still, of course, access it online. Look, like this is what I generally think will happen. If they legalise e-cigarettes, I think instead of helping people quit, you're going to have a whole new generation of people who are curious, who want to try it, and will start being addicted to smoking. That's what I think will happen. And this is one of the primary reasons why it is continuing to be banned in Australia is they see that it's a potential gateway drug mm-hmm. or gateway exactly. to real smoking where people are saying, oh, this one's safe. We can have nicotine and it's safe. And then they become addicted to nicotine and then the availability of the liquid nicotine is uh, is not there. And so the only way they can get their nicotine is through real cigarettes and we suddenly start going backwards. Whereas at the moment we lead the world in the lowest rates of smoking and they're like, we're, we're on a One good roll here. One of the best things about Oz. We're, we're on a... Uh, Amazing roll. Yeah, we're, we're, on a, we're on a good roll here. Let's not... Stuff it up. Stuff it up right now. Because we so that's, do this that's the all flip the time. side of the argument. We do this all the time. We try and fix rabbits by introducing foxes. We try and fix locusts by introducing cane toads. Like, we're not good at that. We need to realize you don't fix a bad thing by introducing another bad thing. Like, it's just the most stupid thing we do, isn't it? <laughs> go on. Isn't go, it? Go on. Goodness Okay, so here's me. something very interesting. New South Wales Department of Health <laughs> uh, just visited 227 retailers of e-cigarettes. Now, of course, you cannot buy in Australia uh, liquid nicotine, but you can buy the you know the flavoured kind of mm-hmm. flavour things that you put in them, um, which uh, don't have nicotine in them. And they found that six out of ten of those flavoured products contain significant levels of nicotine. <sighs> Not surprised. Um, addictive le- levels of nicotine, along with another uh, chemical called chlorophenol. Um, which is a toxin, which is used in things like insecticides for killing bugs and disinfectants for killing uh, viruses or bacteria or whatever disinfectants kill, um, all those nasties. And the next question that is going through their mind is, okay, what happens to this product when it is heated because there is no research on this? So it's an interesting piece of research that's come out, and, it, and, it, and, it, and, and what it really highlights is that this is an industry that has no regulation, and as a result of no regulation, you really have no idea what it is that you're inhaling. That's crazy. It's, 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 it's scary. It's, uh, it's a, it's a, um, it has no regulation, and it has no um, research. There's no research based on Oh, that's, that's petrifying. There's no research even There's to go... No, there no. is zero data. No, that's, that's terrible. There is opinions out there by health professionals and, and, and the majority opinion of health professionals is that is 95%, possibly 95% safer than um, smoking cigarettes. But those are purely opinions. There is no 10-year data, not even any 10-year data. Let alone twenty-year right? data or thirty-year. Yeah, it's very new. Um, to 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 give any kind of. Uh, I think what Australia should do is just hold off until they see the results that other countries are experiencing. And I also think this is kind of stupid because we're so much further ahead than places like you know, like you just mentioned, those countries that have such a high rate of smoking. Why are we trying to introduce something that they're doing at like a really base level when we're so much further ahead without without quitting smoking campaigns and so forth? Yeah, and I think there's probably well, there is a very a very strong argument for that. There's there's some good arguments that go both ways. Um, this one will this one will disturb you a little bit, Mon. Go on. They also found byproducts of animal and human oh. bodily functions. Oh, what? 
Now, now when I read that in the report, I'm like, okay, please define for me what is a bodily function. Dude, I'm like literally having my breakfast in front of me right now. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's this your, is your, your mango. You there, know what um, this is? This is this is a to me a clear sign of the kind of degradation that sin gets you into. Because smoking is a sin. Let's not mess around. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And the next thing you know, you you're smoking what human waste, human feces or something. That's what that. Who knows? Who knows what that fun- is? Well, who there's only so many bodily functions aren't like it's either it's either snot or blood or number yeah, one or number two. Even, let's, let's, let's not let's even, be let's real go, about no, it. No, no, let's not go That's there. where this sin will take show. you. This is the breakfast show, Mon. I'm sorry to ruin Have your wheat bix. I'm sorry to ruin your wheat bix, but we got to be real about it. Okay, That's moving disgusting. on. It also contains soaps and detergents, which are rated as being uh, safe for ingestion. <laughs> Right. Right. Okay. These are rated rated as being safe, but once again, what is unknown is what happens when you heat them. Because everything changes. It's it's, like one of the most basic science experiments you do. Like even in high school, you just heat something and look what happens. Why haven't they tested that? Why haven't they tested that? It's so basic. This is an industry. That should tell you something. This is is an industry in which... um, Apart from nicotine, there is zero regulation as to what can or can't be in those liquids. For the nanny state, we've really let down the team there, haven't we? No regulation there. Yeah, I thought there was an interesting report. I, I, I would go so far as to say the companies who are making this stuff know exactly what happens when you heat it, and that's well, the why they're that not testing this, the, it. The companies that make this stuff are, uh, of course, you know, or not releasing their test results. Are, are, are cigarette companies that are you know struggling to sell their product here in Australia has got to find an alternative that they can sell. And Australians need to get together and keep them out. We need to band together and say, no, our country is amazing. Do you know one of the worst things about traveling <laughs> is mon- when I go I to other countries. Do a report on this. Just like say e-cigarettes and let Mon go. <laughs> like, when I go traveling, like one of the things I hate the most is walking down the street in different countries oh, and constantly being just going plume after feral, plume. Disgusting. It's, it makes me want to write ever. letters to their government and say, "Do you know what your tourism is is under attack because this is repugnant? I hate this." Australia needs to stick together and needs to keep any form of smoking out of the country. Ah, two months in Africa coming up for you, Mon. Two yeah, months in Africa. We'll see. Hopefully, the people are too poor to afford cigarettes. Unfortunately, smoking is the the, the, the lower the uh, socioeconomic environment, oh, the higher the smoking. Isn't that the worst thing? Yeah, and, and these are expensive, and this is basically big tobacco companies that are just making millions of dollars. Well, I hope whoever is, is is looking into legislation of e-cigarettes, I hope they take that into consideration that we don't need another thing for for the poor people of Australia to be addicted to. Okay, and of course, don't forget that nicotine is a class seven out of nine toxin, one of the most toxic. Products on the planet. If you're having problems with smoking, please search uh, "quit smoking" on Google. Get yourself some help. I'm thankful God hasn't let me go, cause I've let Him go many times. He keeps amazing me with how He's changing me. I'm holding on to time, and I keep on telling myself. Dig up what you've sowed in faith Don't give up what won't be replaced Your life means more than you would ever know Don't waste it now, let him anchor your soul Your soul Your soul 
everybody once again you're listening to faith fm 87.6 87.8 or 88 right across australia and i am here with dr barry harker with the fourth uh part of this series that we have been doing looking at uh the issues really of the unraveling of uh, democracy around the world right now and particularly in relationship to the issue of religious liberty one of the things that you mentioned in your lecture the other day that i found absolutely fascinating and i want to spend a little bit of time just delving into it is how you've got these two different philosophies. You know, you've got equality over liberty or liberty over equality, and how that they are really driven by two competing um, concepts of what human nature is. I wonder whether you could just explore that a little with us. Well, in Catholic theology or even Protestant theology, um, people believe that um, there was a fall that mankind was created good. Mm-hmm that there was a moral fall and this has led to the, the corruption of the human race and that the human race needs redemption, salvation, and that that can only be found through God's grace. Um, a, a force that comes in touches our hearts and our minds and renews us. And uh, that's one conception. And most of, Western civil, most of Christian Western civilization has been based on that conception. And this would have been the foundation of, you know, the, uh, the 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 thought leaders of the American Revolution who formed the you know the United States Constitution, which was you know based on freedom over equality, mm-hmm. which you know I think we've noted you know in in past presentations has its faults. <laughs> there's no there's no perfect system on, on on planet Earth, but you know these were you know primarily Protestant Christian um, thinkers who were forming this particular uh, constitution. Yeah, so that, that conception of human nature 
sort of underpinned the freedoms of the American Bill of Rights, for example. Okay, so, so because human nature is innately evil, you have to have protections within the Constitution basically to protect us from each other. Yeah, and the Americans set up a system of government where you had checks and balances. So you had the executive power with the president, you had the legislative power of Congress, and you had the judiciary. And so they, ba- they tried to balance things so that they would never get what they thought would be uh, oppressive government that they'd had what they thought they'd had in the, in the previous couple of decades. And so this, this conception meant that the institutions that they created, never perfect, but they were designed to work to promote democracy and to resolve some of these issues. So that's why you have a Supreme Court. Um, if there's some doubt about what, what the legislation means, then the court is tasked with uh, interpreting it. And so if everyone plays by the rules, if they, if they follow the judgments and they accept the judgments, the institutions can work, and sometimes imperfectly, but over time they tend to resolve some of these issues. Never perfectly, but they try to resolve them. But if you remove the Christian underpinning, Will they continue to strive for that outcome? And history says no. Okay, so if we go to the French Revolution, we really have an opposite philosophy behind it, don't we? I mean, this is a there's a very much a, a strong atheistic move right here. You know, the 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 the, the goddess of reason, um, and a a reaction against the depravity depravity of human nature to say no, human nature is good. Yeah, so let's go back to the philosopher Rousseau, trace his uh, influence, for example, on the French Revolution, and then have a look at where it's come to us today. Uh, Rousseau was a Swiss philosopher born 1712. Uh, he lost his mother. Uh, she died just a few days after childbirth. Grew up with an indifferent father. Was farmed out to relatives. Left home when he was a teenager. Convert, he was born in Geneva, so he's Calvinist. He converts to Roman Catholicism, later converts back when he wanted to get his um, citizenship back in Geneva after he'd become extremely famous. Uh, but his conception was, no, we're basically good. It's What corrupts us are the institutions of society. So this is the, the beginning of the conception of the noble savage that cultures that are not particularly well-developed, are better cultures because they are simpler cultures, closer to nature. So you have this conception of the cult of nature and that private property is corrupting. So you've got to get rid of private property. You've got to have people thinking together. You've got to eliminate dissent, uh, people working to create um, fairer, better cultures. Uh, this saturated his uh, educational philosophy and also his political uh, political writings. And so you see... Rousseau inverting Christianity. Mm. Christianity says man's basically bad and he says no, man's basically good. So this is going to result in a radical reordering of society. If you want to change human nature, you want to create a new society, you want a radical flattening of society. Uh, In other words, a utopia, a human utopia, not a religious utopia, but a human utopia, then things are going to have to change. And so that's where the equality became more important than the liberty. So this is implicit in Rousseau's writings. And so when you look at the French Revolution, Rousseau was the most 
read author during the revolution. His ideas essentially were tremendously influential on the revolution. They had some impact on the Fr- on the American Revolution, but on the French Revolution, they were um, they were very very influential. Yeah, and so and so you have those two elements that you mentioned before, Lyle. One was reason, uh, so it was partly rational, partly rejecting God. Let's start all over again. Let's start from the foundation of man's basically good. Let's build this new society. Let's get of Let's get rid of traditional religion. And so when we flatten our society, we push all its traditions to one side. And then, so with that radical flattening, um, as the revolution advances from its reasonable or its rational component, it suddenly enters the terror in around 1793, middle of 1793. And this also can be traced to Rousseau because... The person most responsible for that, Maximilian Robespierre, was a disciple of Rousseau. And so he was considered to be, he, in fact, he was called the incorruptible. So Robespierre was considered to be incorruptible, the great driver for the virtue of the, of the French state. If you go back to Rousseau, you he discover proclaimed. Rousseau was also a self-proclaimed saint, a secular saint. And so really Robespierre is simply following Rousseau's idea and so he was quite happy to see thousands of people executed to change the nature of the society, the terror. By the way, he finally made the mistake of going into the convention and uh, making all these accusations. Everyone, in the, everyone there felt that he was singling them out, even though he didn't mention names. So everyone you know, basically felt threatened by him and so... They finally turned on him and he was uh, guillotined himself. So he became uh, basically, uh, he, he, he lost his head. He, he became a victim of the, of the very ideas that he'd been pushing himself. Mm. Now those ideas have internationalised through the revolutions of the 19th century, through the uh, Russian Revolution, through the Chinese Revolution, through the Cuban Revolution, through the Cambodian Revolution with Pol Pot. So you look at um, Stalin, uh, you look at uh, Mao, you look at Castro, you look at Pol Pot. They all pretty much adopted the idea of a radical flattening of their societies. And in all cases, there was exactly the same outcome. There was violence and persecution and bloodshed against people who resisted so digging a little bit deeper into this concept of, you know, the human nature of man, the Christian concept that man is innately evil creates a system of checks and balances within government, but on a very personal level, what does it actually do to the person? You know, what does it what does it do for you to for you to know that you, you your your human nature is innately evil compared to somebody who is secular and says, "No, I am innately good." Well, I think what it does is it makes you um, think carefully about your behaviour and how you relate how you relate to other people. Jesus himself, you know, some people consider him a revolutionary, but essentially his message was one to change the human heart. He knew that if you wanted to change society, change its institutions for the good, you shouldn't start with the institutions as basically Rousseau's idea did because that eventually ends up in uh, persecution and death for people. But we need to start with the human heart, change the human heart, 
if enough hearts are changed, people are relating to each other on the basis of the golden rule, doing unto others as they would want them, other people to do unto them, then you have the basis for people having social institutions that actually work. And so I think uh, if you start with the idea that you're basically good, then whatever idea comes into your head, you're going to consider to be good and worthwhile and should be promoted to the exclusion of the ideas of other people who you think are deluded, for example. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is a very strong sense of I am right and you are wrong. And therefore, your ideas need to be pushed to the side. And if you hang on to those ideas, you can be pushed to the side as well. And and if I sit here and say, no, no, you're not right, then, of course, I'm being bigoted because you are incorruptible, because, you know, you are innately good. Yeah, because that's, that's, the, that's the conception that you're right and that there's a single way of doing things. Whereas the postmodern idea is, well, you know, everyone's identity and their ideas should be respected. And no one should be saying my ideas are better than your ideas. So that's why this is where the identity politics. Okay, so that's that's, that's exactly exactly where we're heading right now because that's the uh, you know that's the, the the big issue that we're facing here in Australia is that you know we have the um, the insanity of identity politics, for instance, in Tasmania where and Northern Territory where they no longer even put your gender on your birth certificate. Yes. So this is going this is going into unexplored places. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with this in the future? What impacts are going to have if you suddenly decide to travel overseas? Because there are places in the world that will see other on your your visa application and go, mm, maybe not. There are a lot of places in the world yeah. that are going to say maybe not to that. So a lot of unfriendly places for people who fit the other category rather than the male and female. And it also, you know, it's, it's an effort in many ways where it forces me to validate um, another person's mental illness. Well, that's... um, You know, because if you identify as something that you are not, you know, if you identify as a cow or a cat or a whatever it might be, you know, we need to we need to be very clear, and we need to identify this as a as a mental illness, and there's no different when it comes to gender. Something we said before is really relevant, and that is the fact that your identity to be equal with other people in society, your identity has to be approved by everyone. Mm. So that means some people um, have to be shut down. Other people will self censor because they realise that if they don't, the consequences for them are pretty bad. And so what you get is those silos developing in society, you get suspicion, you get hatred, anger, resentment, all those things start to build up. You're going to see reactionary movements develop in our society. Why are they developing today in our society? The right wing is mobilising in this country as it is in the United States and in Britain and in, and in, uh, in France and other parts of Europe. Why are they there? We need to ask that question. They're there because they're reacting to something that they don't like. Uh, you can say, well, they're racist, they're this and that and so forth, but unless you actually address the issues that are causing the problem for them, they're never going to go away. No, you're just going to feed the problem and make it stronger. You just, you just feed the problem. You have to address the issues. But in a climate where certain things can no longer be discussed... This is where the freedom of speech stuff comes in. If you can no longer discuss it, you've got no avenue for actually resolving it. 
And if you can't resolve it, it's just going to get worse. And so these things are putting our, our liberties and our system of government under increasing pressure. And we have to understand, first of all, and then we have to have the will to talk to other people and say, look, let's get together and let's try and resolve these issues and not just scream past each other. Mm. I think that's a really, really valid point right there because, I mean, this is this, it's a very easy trap to fall into, is, you know, just, just screaming past each other and, like, in, you know, entrenching ourselves within our, within our own silos. And, uh, you know, and, and I think really at the heart of this whole thing is this issue of, you know, is of human nature. It really comes down to, you know, and, and, and when you look at, when you look at, uh, this is the great divide between Christianity and every other religion is where is the solution to life, to, to happiness, to peace, to harmony, whatever. Is it within myself? Is my human nature good enough that I can drag myself up by my bootstraps? Is, is, is God within me? Or is it outside of myself and is the only solution to that in dying to self, reaching out and reaching up to someone who is higher than me and, and can actually lift me up? I think that's really important because if you look at the utopian societies, you know, the French after the revolution, the, the Russians, the Chinese, the Cambodians, you know, the Cubans, and, and other places where there's been an attempt to create a utopia, to change the individual, to change the nature of the individual, to create new societies, then you see that um, it just leads to persecution and oppression. And so there isn't a happy outcome for those places. China's a prime example right now with their, um, you know, their surveillance system, which is uh, you know, all about social engineering. Yeah, so if, so if you look at those societies, the history tells us they don't work. That if you start with the idea that man's basically good and you want to develop a, a, a utopian society, then the chances of you being able to do that are very, very slim from the historical mm-hmm. record. So that's why I favour the idea uh, and why I believe the idea that man is basically corrupted, needs redemption, and that in that redemption, God gives us the capacity to relate to other people, to create institutions that are going to work for everyone in our society. And not every identity that people put together is necessarily going to be one that God's going to approve. Uh, and, this is, and this comes back to the whole issue of well, who are we ultimately accountable to? Is there an ultimate accountability? A lot of people who died on this earth managed to die with some sort of sanity through persecution and oppression because they believed there was an ultimate source of justice in the universe. If we abandon that idea that there is an ultimate source of justice, that we are not uh, responsible or accountable to a superordinate power in our culture, then who is going to be in control of the way that we think and the way that we operate and so forth? And is that going to enhance our our um, our liberties and our system of government, or is it going to fragment it and break it down and make our society one in which we're always at cross purposes with other groups and individuals in our society? That's Dr. the real question. It, it certainly is, Dr. Barry Harker. Thank you so much for your insightful uh, presentations. Um, we really appreciate you coming on the program once again. Thanks, Lyle. Um, right now, we're moving on um, after this song, the eight o'clock news, and then encounter with God.
designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au 